Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Don't Miss This Podcast, a Come Follow Me study with Emily Bell Freeman and David Butler. We fill this show up with all the things we think you don't want to miss in the scriptures every week. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Okay, here we are. We're back. Welcome to Don't Miss This. This is take two, everybody. We started with a disaster. (laughs) Sorry, a disaster. So, welcome. For those of you who don't know, we've already recorded one other beginning. I'm David Butler. (laughs) I'm Emily Freeman. This is Don't Miss This. We are doing today Matthew 13. It's also Luke 8 and 13 also. It is a parable day. Yep. All the parables, which we love and what we want to do. No, we love all of them. I know, no, I mean, like, it's not all the parables. Oh. It's just... <laughs> I, know, I was like, which parables don't you like? The tears. This just is going to be an irresponsible one because this is already take two and we're doing not our best job. Um, okay, what we want to do with you is walk through how we love to learn about the parables. And in order to do that, we want to tell you a little bit about what we love about why Jesus taught in parables. So we're going to start out... First of all, with the Greek translation of the word parable, which tells us it was a placing beside. So it's a side-by-side comparison of something and also means an illustration. And that's my favorite part of the, defini- of the definition is the fact that it was actually an illustration. And as I thought about that many years ago, as I was teaching it, I thought if this really is supposed to be an illustration, we are probably gonna learn more about the parable if we actually illustrate it out Um, I love that Jesus uses this form of teaching. I feel like this form of teaching is for those of us who are visual learners. I am that. Me too. I love to see things out in front of me as I go. And so we really want you to have that experience today. So before we even go any farther, we want to make sure either you have a study sheet like this. If you don't have a study sheet, will you just go uh, push pause? We want everyone to push pause for a second. Go get a piece of paper for every person who's watching the video. You're going to want colored pencils or crayons, or don't worry, if you're at my house, everyone's just going to have a pencil or a black pen, whatever we can find in the pencil drawer. Any of those things are going to work. You want to come back downstairs or wherever you watch. (laughs) We're downstairs. You want to come back to the video when you have all that paper. So we're going to let you push pause. You go gather everything you need and then come back. Welcome back. (laughs) Good job. One of the things we love also about the fact that it's an illustration is uh, Jesus paints a picture of it. And there are different feelings and experiences that you can have when you see something play out. Um, So even if you're drawing it or if you're just picturing it in your mind, it's designed for you to, to just see it and just watch this play out. And there's different feelings and emotions that can come when you put like people or experiences on top of gospel truths, right? Let it mm-hmm. let it just play itself out. Okay, so as you get started, what you want is you are gonna want, um, see these squares, you want three rows um, with four squares in each row, okay? And we are gonna stop, we're gonna start in the top row right here. And what's gonna happen is we're gonna read this parable to you. As we read, you are gonna draw the details. So number one, line number one, It's all about the details. It's all about what you're seeing. You want to capture every single thing you see in illustration 
on paper. So the, the, these boxes right here. And there's four of them because in this parable there are four different types of soil and that's why there are four different boxes. Good, and let's talk about this. This is often called the parable of the sower, uh, but you like to call it? The parable of the soil. And that's because the sower is the same in all four types of soils. Like the thing that's different is the actual like piece of ground that the seed goes in. And Emily was saying earlier, I like this, that the seeds are good in every single one of these. It's the soil that they that they land in. And if you're from the South, this actually works best because I think the soil represents people's souls. <laughs> so if you say it with a Southern accent, you just don't even know. You're like, this is the parable of the souls. Okay. Like, are, am I saying dirt or soul? We don't even know. <laughs> we don't know. But you're making it sound like only people in the South have good souls. No, what I'm saying is soil and soul sound oh, okay. the same in the South, you know? Okay. So what's this, you're like, what's this about? South. It's about the souls. It's oh. like, what, dirt or people? It's the Both. same. Both. It's about That's so good. All right, good job. Um, so I'm going to be the reader. This is going to be so fun. <laughs> and I'm the drawer. I'm the reader, and he's going to be the drawer. With the worst piece of chalk in the it's house. Fine. I don't know why. That'll be fine. Um, okay, so we're going to start out in chapter 13, verse 3. Is everybody ready? Everyone has their paper. You all have whatever you're coloring with, it starts out like this. Behold, a sower went forth to sow. Okay, here he is going forth. He's got See how the, fun this is going to be? He's got the seeds. Okay, and the seeds are going to go everywhere. This he's is his whole field. All in the field. Okay, all so the field. He's going all the places. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. This is okay. going to be your wayside box. Some fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and developed and no, oh. <laughs> and devoured them up. And they're eating them. No, oh, they're, that's they're... a really mean bird, like <laughs> crow. It is. Look at its beak. Okay. 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 The second one. Some fell on stony places, where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up, because they had no deepness of earth, and when the sun was up. They were scorched <laughs> because they had no root yeah, no and roots. they withered yeah. away. Should they just lay dead on the ground? Yeah, that one's laying dead. Okay. Now the next one, some fell among thorns. You know what those are? We call them pokies. They're those things that hurt your feet when you walk without your shoes on. And then those thorns grew up. And um, choked them. And choked them. Oh. That is what happened. But the last ones, okay. where's the good seeds? Here. No, they're getting choked. Oh, yeah. They're trying to grow. Okay. They got choked. On the last one, they fell on good ground. <laughs> oh, that's very nicely hoed. <laughs> and they grew, and they brought forth fruit. This is going to be fun. Some a hundredfold. Okay, some sixtyfold. Some thirtyfold. Okay, there, um, there's all of them. And then he says this. This is what he loves to say when he tells a parable. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Or in other words, riddle me this. Yeah, I have a message. I had an intention. This wasn't just story time. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. Now, 
We learned this, and I love this. In order to understand a parable really well, you have to look at it the way the first hearers of the parable would have heard it. So there are things in their culture and their customs that they would have known about. This is where like a Bible commentary is really helpful um, or, or, you know, things like that, because it's like, wait, what did, what would they have known? What kind of birds, what kind of weeds, like those types of things are, are really helpful in a parable. Yep. So we are going to walk you through some of what they would have known about these things. Okay. The first one's going to be the wayside. Um, so you're looking for here the culture, the customs, the area, what was Jerusalem like? Um, in these days, um, the fields were everywhere. They touched each other. In our time, every farmer has his own field. It's usually fenced in. In that time, every piece of ground, the ground that wasn't being used, would have been filled. Farm field, yeah. And people would walk around the edges. Okay, that's the wayside. Because people were walking on it all the time, it became really hard and packed down. So even though it was that farmer's field, right, it was the sower's um, ground, even if he put um, his seed there. They would have been kicked up. They would yeah, have been... Would have been kicked up and the ground was too hard. It couldn't, it would either be scattered or it just would never be able to take root. Um, and they would have known. Yeah. They would have known there were those parts in a field that would have had those places. And birds knew which spaces they were going to get free food. You know what I mean? And so they were accustomed to that happening. And so everybody knows if you put seeds on the wayside, the birds are going to come. They, the people, an agriculture society would have known that when they heard it. Okay. The second one he tells us about is the rocks, um, a field full of rocks. Now, in, if you live in Lehigh where we do, you know what this looks like in your garden because you are taking rocks out all the time. In Jerusalem, it's not talking about what we think um, with those little rocks that you just pull out and put in your garbage can every time they rise to the surface. Um, this is talking about there, what would happen is there would be big rock, um, big rocks like that would take up a whole field. But as the dirt blew, it would blow on top of that rocky plain and there would be a little bit of dirt there. Yeah. And, and plants could actually go there and they could get started. There. So at first glance, it looks like it's a really good spot for a seed to grow, when in reality, it's it not because there's no, there's no place for there to be depth. And because the, the rock is so close to the surface, even though the roots start to grow, they can't go anywhere. And then when the sun comes and the sun is so hot, it's going to bake that rock. And they would have known that. It would yeah. just bake the rock and everything on top of it is going to die. Just burn from underneath. Um, okay, the thorns. We're going to talk about um, a little bit later again, but um, when you are planting in a big field, you always have the worry of what has been growing there before that would be a weed of any sort. So this, this would be the wheat and the tares. Um, it would be that preparing of the field beforehand. Um, Though anyone who has dandelions that grow in your grass, you know exactly what this is. It's they're that, just going to come back next year. They yeah, keep it's managing all of whatever is the weed that is in your area. So in, in this area, the weed was called a thorn. It would have been those little prickly things that when it hit the ground, it's gonna grow up and then it's gonna choke out anything, any crop that tries to grow, it would just overcome it. Okay, that'd be the third one. And then the last one we know is just, that is the ground everybody wants. It's the ground that is prepa uh, prepped, it's prepared, it's been plowed, 
Um, the soil is good, it's ready to go, and you just put the seeds in there, and what's going to happen to the seed? They're going to grow and provide increase. It's the whole reason that you're planting in the first place. Like, why are you preparing? Why are you picking a good spot? Well, this is the way you're going to survive. Like, you, you can't live unless you first created soil or ground like this. So this is just their mentality. That's what we're talking about for like the first listeners. What would they have known, right? This isn't just like, a, oh, oh, let's just have a garden because President Kimball told us to. <laughs> this is like a, yeah. this is survival. This yeah. is your life. Like um, this is a life or death issue that he is he's talking about, which is interesting because you want to ask yourself with parables, why is he telling it in the first place? Us, we think backyard garden. They are thinking this is everything. He is saying like, whatever this is about means your life depends on it. And it's so interesting too, because generally when we look at a parable, he will talk about a tangible temporal situation that we can see and visualize and we understand what's happening. But there's always a spiritual, an underlying spiritual thing. So we've, we've talked really well about yeah. Yeah, farming and seeds and um, stony ground and all of these things. But once you get to this next layer, you have to start asking yourself, what is the spiritual application? Now that I, know, I have the details and I know what the first listeners would have understood about the details, now becomes the meaning of the parable and when I look at that from a spiritual application what is the Lord trying to tell me now something that might be fun for you to do is to go through yourself and and figure this out with your family like push pause again for a second go through and write down what you think the spiritual lesson is for all of these um, when I teach seminary I always do that I, I stop right now I have everybody figure it out the beauty of this and I love that it's the first parable that we really get into because what he does is he's going to give the answer sheet, right? He's going to give us the key. He now is going to go through and say, I'm going to fill in these three boxes for you. But it's fun to try it by yourself and just see how, how good are you at riddling a parable? How because good the, are you at uncovering it? Because the rest of them, he most of them, he doesn't give a reason for it. He wants you, and we'll, at the end, we'll talk about maybe why he does that, but this is one of the only spots where he says, let me, yeah, let, yeah, yeah, let me help really you walk let, through Let it. me show you what happens. So if you want to push pause for a second and go through with your family and try and see what you think it means, then you're going to come back. Do you want to welcome everyone back again? Welcome back. <laughs> okay, awesome. And now we are going to go to um, 13, verse 18. And he says this. Chapter 13, verse 18. Chapter 13, verse 18. Hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. And now is going to come the interpretation. And you might want to write that. I just realized it's Jesus who calls it the parable of the sower, and I renamed it. Well, it's fine. He likes you, so it's okay. Um, So he says this When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understand it not, so. um, Okay, so we just learned what the seed was in that verse. The seed is. The word. The word of the kingdom. And the wayside is people who don't hear it. Right. Okay, so now we're going to learn three things right now. Um, The seed is the word. The wayside is the people who don't hear the word. Like the word is being given, right? It's being given, but these are people who don't receive it at all. They want nothing to do with it. Or him, receive him, right? Because he is a message about him. Him. Um, 
what's going to happen is birds are going to come and he tells us then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that which was sown in his heart this is he which received seed by the wayside so the bird becomes the wicked one yeah. satan whatever and um you love that the fields now become not fields but somebody's heart yeah or okay? soul. so we've learned um <laughs> four four things now right off the bat um the field is your heart um uh, what was sown in your heart the bird is satan um you have the seed which is the word and then the first people are the people who don't receive it at all okay but he that receiveth the seed into stony places, the same is he that hears the word. And this is interesting. He actually receives it with joy. Um, like he's totally open to taking the seed in. Um, but it, he doesn't let it root in himself. So it endures for a minute. But when tribulation or persecution or they become offended... Um, then that's the sun is the tribulation offense um, persecuted then um, that seed is not going to grow okay that's the second type of person the third one is he that receives the seed among the thorns and he hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word so um, instead of holding on to spiritual things um, this is a person who holds on to worldly things um, the cares of the world are what prevents the seed from being able to grow and then um, the last one is he that receives seed unto, into the good ground is he that heareth the word i'll trade you places and understands it and bears fruit and brings forth right this person has um experiences an increase from um the word and it'd be interesting to go through and just talk about probably at different times in our life each of us has been at a different um, place of this there are times when we know we feel the cares of the world taking over our ability to hear the word right to plant the word to be able to have um, the word in our life same with tribulation and persecution and those things where you're just, it's again, it is that fight. Um, what does your heart look like? What does your soul look like? How are we preparing um, to be able to receive the word? Because that becomes the important part um, of this parable is how, how are we going to take it in? How is it going to become part of us? And um, finding out this application is important. But there's one more step where then we really do have to say to ourselves, what does this look like in my life? In what do I learn life, right. from this parable that I could use going forth from here? And um, for me, looking at it, I think to myself, um, I love the scriptures. I really do love them. I, I say that over and over again, and I really do. I can remember one time we were in Boston. It was four in the morning, and the fire alarm went off in this hotel Greg and I were in. And we jumped out of bed. It was so loud. It scared you um, so bad because you know how you wake up in a hotel and you don't even know where you are to begin with anyways. And this fire alarm is blaring and we jump up and went to go out and I grabbed my scriptures and we were in our pajamas and started walking out and Greg was like, what are you doing? 
And he, he was a little worried if I was fully awake because sometimes I'm not in the middle of the night. Let's just be honest. Um, but I was like, I, I can't, I don't know what's happening, but I can't bear to lose these, right? I love these so much. If I had to choose one thing to take out besides my children, it would be my <laughs> scriptures. I love them. But even though I love them, um, and, and I do love them, but I find myself in these places weekly, right? On right. the daily. I'm Whatever is going on in life, that is what is happening here. And it's almost as if he's saying to us, you have to be intentional. You have to be deliberate. This preparing of ground, preparing to receive the word, um, this is requires a, a decision and intention to be able to be ready to receive that word. And maybe it's worth talking about what does that look like um, for you? What does that look like for your family? Where um, Where is that fitting right now in your life and in your world? And I see it and I think about the fact that, remember, this was a life or death experience for them. Like Jesus is comparing it to something that, and you can survive off of last year's, but eventually there comes a time where you're just like, if, if I don't have that nourishment from him, I'm, I'm not going to make it. Like, mm-hmm. this is not him saying study or else. He's like, you, you need this. You need me, right? So let prepare that heart for me to come in and give increase, right? One thing that's neat about that increase, by the way, is before... Earlier when we were talking about this parable, we were like, why does he say 30, 60, and 100? And and we don't know. Um, one of the things we thought of is there will just be increase. Like sometimes you will have an increase in the spirit that will be like a 30, sometimes a 100. The soil was the same. The soil was the same. Oh, those things just happen. But Here's the beauty good... though. There's never a decrease. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's just always going to be an increase. But I was just going to say, that's a good practice as you go through parables to stop and ask. I had a friend who texted me last night. He's like, hey, in this and this story, why, why, does, you know, why does he bring up this and this? And that's a great scripture study skill um, to ask questions. Like, why, you know, mm-hmm. why a bird? Why stony? Why, whatever. Yes. You know, it's just a yep. great, it helps you get, you know, to, you know, just to the bottom of it. Um, should we talk about these, the parables at the bottom? No, let's do this first. Okay. And then let's do the okay, parables Okay, okay, okay. We'll do the parables at the bottom as a bonus. But if you go to Matthew 13, 15, this is the answer to Jesus' question. I mean, to the disciples' question when they said, why do you speak in parables? And um, this is something that I love because you'll see these words that he moves through in here. Halfway through the verse, right? Um, yeah, and we're going to be in 15, but I love... I love when he says in 13, this is why I speak to them in parables, because they seeing, see not, and hearing, hear not. And um, it's so interesting to think about that they are, it is people who could see, they could, but for some reason they don't. And that same with the hearing and they hear not. And we've got right now my grandson living at the house right now, and he is just learning that sometimes He'll hear a sound that he hasn't heard before. And it is so cute. None of my kids ever did this, but he'll point to his ear to see <laughs> if I hear that what he's hearing. And um, he's not a big talker. He's a very, he's just quiet. But he'll walk up to me and do this of, do you, do you hear? And then I'll take him to where the sound is coming from and say, this is, the, this is what it is. This is what's making the sound. But it is so cute and tender to watch and be like, I hear a noise. And point to his ear. Do you hear where where is the noise coming from? And it's almost as if that's what Jesus was saying. Yeah, is. have that childlike curiosity of 
when I see, when you see it and when you hear it, that you actually want to see and hear what it is. Yes. Right. Yeah. Lead me to that. And mm-hmm. and he goes. He sent. He puts you through a process in the in fifteen. He says they see with their eyes, they hear with their ears, they understand with their heart. Isn't that interesting mm-hmm. that it moves down into the heart? Mm-hmm. And should be converted. And converted there is a word that actually means um, to love and to worship. So why he's speaking in parables is it causes you to stop. It makes you think. It makes you ask the questions. And all of that is just a process that's leading you closer to him. You're just spending time. You're thinking. You're asking. And that just working through that process it's not, God's like, I don't want to be Wikipedia. I don't want to just give you the answers. Mm-hmm. I want you to like move and search yeah. through and it. And you love that it is this, this movement, right? You're going to see it first. You're going to, you're going to read the words first, right? Right. Then you're going to hear the words, right? Maybe you're going to go through it a second time and then they're going to sink into your heart, right? It's this, you're just going through this process of this pondering, of learning, of letting it sink in. And the question is this with every single parable. What here is leading you to love and worship Jesus Christ? There's something in every parable that is going to lead you to love and worship. And then and my favorite So what is that? And then my he favorite. says... And I will heal you. Um, right? I will heal them. The parables can heal us. Which is so interesting to think about that. That's the power of the parable is it has um, this this effect of being able to because it draws you you to him yeah right it's just like i'm and it's he's like let my words let my power uh heal you and have you ever had that experience before where that really has happened where you are you're trying to learn a life lesson and you get into a parable and you start learning it and um the more you go in and the more you learn the more you just love what you are learning and one of those that is true for both of us um, is the prodigal son. When we get to the prodigal son, that will be five hours. Every yeah, it's a special, <laughs> don't miss this edition. <laughs> um, through there. Um, that a parable is something that you probably just don't read once. That you're going to go back to and back to and back to. And it is in the going back that that sinking in happens. And then that conversion happens. And then you become healed in that place in your life. right? You receive that understanding of who he is. Um, right. And what's interesting that. is uh, as we're like working through this, I'm thinking to myself right now, um, this parable does not lead me to love and worship him, which means there's something I think I'm missing. Okay, Isn't that because, so interesting? Yes, because that I'm like, is what so am good. I missing from this? Because it's not one of my favorites. Yeah. You know, like prodigal son, if, if, if my hotel was burning down, I would just rip out Luke 15 <laughs> and take it because that I love it that much. And so it's like, what is it in here that I need to learn more and, and have? And so it's actually making me excited to go study this a, a little bit more, yeah. you know? Yeah. But what, awesome. I'm so glad I don't know because it leaves that open for all of us mm-hmm. to try and... And it is so fun. It is like a riddle. For any of those, those of you who love those riddles when your kids are like, let me tell you about this. What is the one that it's black and white and red all over, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it when those things happen, that you're going to go through um, each of those moments and um, that's what this, these are for me. That I'm like, what is the underlying message here that is going to be life-changing, that is going to be healing, that um, is going to make me want to love that page of my scriptures? 
Um, so as we end, what we want to do is just go through and talk about at the bottom of the page, there are um, these parables that are left. And you might want to um, get your piece of paper and do just the same thing again as you're going to go through and read them. These are a lot shorter. They're just little ones. So short. Some of them are just a verse or two verses. And we, maybe just a quick thought on each of the five. Yeah, that, we just want to tell you one of our you. favorite parts that we actually don't want you to miss um, as you're going through. Um, so I'm going to go back into Matthew 13. And um, which, one, which one do we want to start with? Oh, the wheat and the tares. The wheat and the tares. Okay, the wheat and the tares is so fun. Here's what you want to know about the wheat and the tares. When I was in Jerusalem, we actually went to a field that had wheat and tares. I'm going to try and bring these right up here where you can see them. Um, and here is what is so interesting about these. Look how similar they look to each other. Um, they're about the same color. They're about the same size. When they grow, they're the same height. Um, that they would grow. The only difference is one has fruit and one doesn't have fruit. Um, one is just grass. Um, and these are what would choke out, um, wait, it's like doing it in a mirror. These are what would choke out um, these, this fruit, right? And as you're talking about the wheat and the tares, it's sometimes it's fun to just look at, that is how similar they were. That is how hard it would have been as they were growing up. It wasn't until the end, right? It wasn't until the good ground that the fruit comes and you would be able to tell which is which. So um, that might be something fun that you want to look at is um, how similar are the wheat and the tares. I'm going to just show the Instagram people. Okay. And you and can something show the next I, one. Yeah, and something I love about wheat and tares too is it's not until the end that the fruit comes. And mm -hmm. so sometimes we'll label a person as a, a wheat or more often we'll label somebody as a tear. And it's like, we, we don't actually, we don't actually know. There needs to be some time there, you know, for mm -hmm. that to happen. Um, are you going to do the, or the mustard one? Am I in the mustard? No, the I mustard? do the mustard. the mustard. Should I do it right now? Yeah. Okay. I'll do mine right now too. I'm going to um, do the mustard seed. The mustard seed is found in... Verse 31 and 32. Okay, 31 and 32. Um, we talk a lot about this grain of mustard seed, which is so tiny, and then how it grows into this great big tree. A lot of times we compare it to faith. All of those are really good lessons. There's one more lesson that you don't want to miss that we often do. Um, I love that these final um, parables, all of them start with the kingdom of heaven could be likened to... And um, in my scriptures, I wrote down um, just heaven is, or steps of preparing for heaven, what heaven's going to look like. That's what he's trying to show you here. And um, this is one of my favorite ones. He talks about this little seed that is going to turn into this big tree. And then there's this one line that says, so that the birds of the air can come and lodge in the branches thereof. And um, if you know anything about um, mustard seed, you know it is huge it is so huge it grows into a great big tree with branches that are big enough for everyone yeah. and, and that is the message of that parable is the most beautiful part isn't the small and the big the beautiful part is all of the birds that are going to be welcome room for everyone yep room um for everyone. you've got two parables right next to each other um the merchant man in 44 i mean in 44 a treasure hidden a field and then in 45 it's a pearl a merchant that's looking for a costly pearl. And one thing I just want to point out there is that sometimes like the treasure in the field, you stumble upon um, the treasure. And mm -hmm. sometimes there are people who are out looking for that pearl. And I think that's kind of neat that some people will stumble upon truth, they'll stumble upon Jesus. And some people are out looking for something in their life when they eventually find him. And you love that neither one is 
wrong, right? Right, both, right. Both, the kingdom of heaven is going to welcome both. However you got there, they are going to welcome you there. And you love that both find it, right? The yeah. word found is in both of those, which is awesome. Um, the last one we're going to talk about is the in verse 47, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a net. This is an interesting parable because it's going to teach two of the parables are going to be retaught. The first one is, it's going to be cast into this sea and it's going to gather of every kind. So again, we're having that mustard seed principle again, that just everyone is going to be welcome to come there. But there's also the wheat and the tares principle that they're going to gather the good into vessels, um, but they're going to cast the bad away. And, and we've got to remember that there is going to be that choice, that choosing um, who wants to stay in, in that heaven place and who maybe isn't going to make that choice. And that is also part of what heaven is. So it's just fun to look. This is a All chapter those. that describes heaven and what heaven would be like and who is and welcome love, there. And, and this connection too, that the sower is going to sow the seed on every ground. Even if it is the wayside ground, he's still going to try. If mm -hmm. it's this ground or that ground, all the fish, every kind, it's yep. just like... And all the seed is going to be good. Right. There, no one is going to get bad seed. So we just have to decide how wide do we want to open our heart. And how do we want to prepare our ground? And what's that going to look like for us right now? So that's the invitation for this week. Okay, there you go. We hope you loved your drawings. Maybe hang them up somewhere where everyone can see them all week long. Okay. We want to see them. See you next week. This audio was taken from a YouTube video from our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube at Don't Miss This. Also, sign up for our newsletter at don'tmissthisstudy.com and you can follow us on Instagram at Emily Bell Freeman and at Mr. Dave Butler. Thanks for listening. Bye.